0: i Spaces
1: gm how
2: you doing can you hear me yo we can hear you i was concerned for a little bit but now now we can hear you
1: yeah i was waiting for people to join in and there was no music kind of disappointed
2: yeah unfortunately when you come in the music the music goes live you got to mute it and then turn the music back on and it should work it's okay
1: next time next time um let me just share the Tag people in our Discord. All the regulars are here, it seems. And uh, thanks, Merck for uh, jumping on.
2: <laughs> Yo, bro, you, you're speaking my language. Wreck right? dads of Web three. That's that's uh, right up my alley.
1: Are you a dad, Merck?
2: Yeah, I have three boys: uh, six-year-old, a six year old, a three year old, and one that's about to turn two in September.
1: Oh, damn, man, that that's three is is a lot. I'm very impressed with people that have uh, more than two. Actually, you have one kid. Honestly, are you really a dad? But, uh, you know, starting two, it's 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 good. And, and more than two, it's uh, your elite level. And
3: yeah, what do you mean if you only have one kid, are you really a dad? I mean,
1: it's, <laughs> cool. it's so easy <laughs> to have one, right? Like, I feel like if I have one kid, like, it'd be just a walk in the park. And, and you know, it's not that
4: difficult.
1: Maybe I'm judging a little bit for a lot here
4: i find that parents who have one kid have major problems they coddle the kid they they nurture them to death and then it just creates a little monster later on yeah what do you think of that pbr
3: uh yeah i don't know i was i was gonna say anybody that you know just has one kid it's uh, you know, like you grew up with no brothers and sisters, it's, it's because your parents didn't want kids. They just got stuck with you, <laughs> but I have no idea.
1: <laughs> so Merck, you're, you're, uh, you got three young children and, uh, are you full-time web three at the same time? Cause, cause that seems like a lot to handle the kids and the web three.
2: Hey, give me one second. I'm on the phone real quick. I'll, no I'll worries. Back. No worries. You just tell me when football. you want to
1: come up, but it's good to have <laughs> yes, a new sir. dad. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, before we start, I guess, uh, or we already have started, if you could uh, like the space, retweet it, share it, always helps with the algorithm, getting more dads in. I feel we're uh, getting back to the regular schedule every Tuesday, 4 p.m. UTC. It's been, uh, we took a little summer break, but uh, now we're back. I'm looking forward to some Spanish spaces as well, Ghosts. I think those should be restarted. You, you planning on doing that? I don't know if Ghost can speak to you.
4: Yeah, eventually I would like to start that back up again.
1: Nice, eventually. I like that, that's good enough for me. Eventually, yes. uh,
4: Lower the expectations and then over-deliver.
1: That's how we do at Red Gang, right? It's, it's kind of our MO, but yeah, so, uh, dad spaces, rec dads of web 3.0. Usually we chat about all things, uh, dad and all things crypto. This space is recorded this time. Cause, uh, I think we got like a lot of attendance on the recording. So people do listen to this. Um, I don't think your wives are on Twitter or maybe they are, I'm not sure, but, uh, hopefully they don't know your profile picture and you can be as honest and share as much as you want without getting into too much trouble. What was it? it? was Nikki. He's like, never record this space. I might get caught or something.
3: If you're not, if you're not honest with your wife already, you're doing it wrong. Honestly, yes. <laughs> you know, Preach. come on, man. Preach.
1: There we go. So whatever you say on this space, she probably already knows and same same for your kids so it's all good
3: dude i imagine my wife would like to get on this space and give me shit, you know uh into the world so <laughs> everybody can hear it <laughs> maybe that'll make a difference it won't but she may think
1: you know this would make for such a good concept wrecked dads of web3 we should have wrecked families of web3 and it's just like you know you and your wife and your wife's kind of commenting on how much time you spend on this, on this bird app or uh, how much time you spend in front of your computer. They, they, they'd be really complaining, I'm sure. It'd, it'd be a good space. It'd be just entertaining.
4: Well, it's like, you know, when we went up to uh, NYC, you know, PBR's wife and my wife, they're all both in the same degree. We spent too much time talking to these dudes online.
1: I think they were pretty happy to see that, you know, we were real people. I think that was like uh
4: and you know, no. not
1: not totally crazy.
4: They were happy that they were dudes and not female.
1: Yeah, yeah. Isn't it that you can always turn it on them. Aren't you happy I'm I'm talking with other dudes about, you know, some nerdy shit. I could be doing other things.
4: <laughs> I use that line a whole lot. Oh, who are you texting? So yeah. late at night, it's just the guys look, and then you already met her, you already know what they look like.
2: Who goes to the extreme? I'm like, Yeah, I can be out there doing drugs on the streets, so, so at least I'm in my office.
4: Yes, uh, I go that route too with drugs, drinking out, <laughs> you know, girls, all that stuff.
2: Yeah, I'm back to you by the way. I had a, a phone call come in but... nice.
1: So, Merck, please tell us how you handle three kids at a young age i think that's important to uh to know pbr's kids are a little older so i give them less credit um <laughs> and being full time and web free
2: oh it's tough man um so i work from home most days and my wife is a stay at home mom so she's she's holding it down truthfully she's holding it down like hardcore but what i do is you know most people most people go out and touch grass every now and then um, I have I have to add an extra layer to that. I have to go out and touch grass and sometimes I gotta go out there and slap some ass because I can hear them in the background just getting crazy, you know? Um, so the the crazier they get, I'm like, yeah, okay, it's time good. to I could the have phone have down my
1: interpreted in ways, by the way, Merc. Uh, oh, <laughs> you meant discipline the kids, but but I didn't you know, you kinda started with my wife is stay-at-home mom.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, hey. I never gave context until how much, uh, yeah, how far we go with that, but, uh, but yeah, it just depends on how like rowdy they are. I'll go out there, you know, just make sure they're doing okay. Um, play with them for a little bit. I'll chase them around the house. So I try to take like breaks every couple of hours and go do that, which is pretty nice. Um, but other than that, man, I'm I'm trying to be in this office. Uh, you know, I got I got a grind. I Got the the IRL business to to tend to plus the the Web three business. So it is definitely a grindy process, and without a strong support system uh like from my wife i definitely wouldn't be doing what i'm doing today
1: so so there, the kids are staying at your house they don't go to the daycare or uh
2: no bro uh, my so i have a my youngest is about to turn two and then the the one after him is just turned three this month so those two stay home um and then the oldest one is six he's in first grade so he goes to school in the morning but the two youngest ones i mean they're pretty they're pretty relaxed. Uh, most days my wife does like, um, has activities for them and stuff. Uh, so she tries to keep them occupied.
1: Yeah, man, that that's crazy. If you do, you know, stay at home, both parents, plus the kids and you got to work. I would, I would be, you know, I don't know if I'd be alive actually. Uh, that's a lot to handle. I felt like during the pandemic, it was pretty hard for me to focus with the kids around. Um, I'm doing, you know, at-home work, so I don't know, guys. Both of y'all, PBR and Ghost, you you guys, I think PBR, you work from home, but your kids are not there. And and Ghost, you work outside, and your kids are old enough to go to school, right?
3: Yeah, my kids, they finally just went back to school, thankfully. But I enjoy uh, having my kids around. Yeah, they're a pain in the ass, but it breaks up monotony of, um, (laughs) you know, nonsense. (laughs)
4: Yeah, during the pandemic, I was deemed essential. So I went to work every single day, and the girls stayed home with mom.
2: I love that essential work, right? I, I mean, during the pandemic, I was an essential employee as well when I worked for a uh, Multifamily uh, Corporate America. Um, but I will say, like, you know, for the first couple of weeks while I was here, it was pretty crazy. My door was getting banged on, my office door. Um, they, they go get spoons, try to unlock it. I mean, they're literally very crafty. But they're now conditioned like they know. I got like this little latch, one of those little baby latches up high. So even if they break in, they can't fully get into the office. Um, But I think after a couple of times of a few times of not uh, being able to get into the office, then they said, ah, screw it. Dad's busy, obviously. So they just kind of go about their business like I'm not here. And, And you slap some ass. Your words, not mine. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes you have to go out there, you know, if they get too rowdy. I mean, I can literally hear it. Um, through the walls like something's about to get destroyed someone's about to get hurt Uh, so sometimes you got to go out there and and, yeah do a little little ass slap and get some discipline going but uh but for the most part man I I go out there and it's like it's because they're boys I don't know they just naturally want to like attack you and, and be aggressive so and they're only like two and three years old so they like run around chasing me um if I go to the room they think we're going to the bed to wrestle so they'll just start like you know attacking me on the bed uh, so it's, it's I don't know, I, I don't have any girls, so I don't know the difference, but it's just very, it's, it's very testosterone driven environment over here. I feel bad for my wife though, for sure.
1: Yeah, I got uh, both, right? I got a boy and a girl and, and uh, I agree with this. Like my boy is just so, <laughs> so violent, so aggressive, like even, you know, his favorite cartoon is, is Lion King, just because he likes to roar like a lion and he likes to, you know, dinosaurs and hit people with toys and hit you know his sister and all that and she's more, you know, chill, drawing and things like that. She's a little bit older too. I don't know if you have any thoughts on boys versus girls, uh in terms of uh attitude and
3: uh I don't know. Like I only have nephews. I got three girls and um you know they're a handful as well. They play sports. They play sports rough uh and aggressive against each other. know they're competitive um so i guess it's good i don't know like my nephews i think they suck (laughs) like they're good for so long and it's like all right go go back to your parents like i had enough of you
4: (laughs) yeah Uh, Uh, we're losing you
1: managing so many things at the same time was talking to uh mr mint actually yesterday he also has kids um You know, (laughs) work-life balance is not something that's uh, super easy to achieve in this day and age. And I think with Web3, even more so, because it's on 24-7. Like, even on weekends, right, I'm a little less active in Discord, but there's still, like, things that are happening and things to do. Uh, Don't know if you you guys have some advice on how to better manage that or just fuck it.
3: Well, I mean, in Mr. Mint's case, he is just minting new NFTs. So See, you're he unmuted, TBR,
1: is- but I don't hear you. Am I the only one?
4: No, I can hear him. Yeah, I can hear him, too. Damn. Test, test, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Zerk,
2: he can't hear me, can he? No, you might have to go down and come back up so Zerk can hear you.
1: Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't get any of that. It, it sounded interesting, though.
2: <laughs>
4: yeah, sure, you couldn't hear him.
1: Is Ghost speaking now?
2: Uh, no, he wasn't for a second, but can you hear music?
1: Yeah, I can hear you. I'm. The, you're the only guy that I can hear.
3: Can you hear me now?
1: Yeah, it's good. Good old Elon.
4: Nice. Uh, I forget what I was I don't saying. will give it to you.
1: So, what were you saying, PBR? I think Ghost did the same thing. Okay, we're uh, going to get yeah. this space.
3: I was talking about in Mr. Mint's case. I mean, all he does is do mints, so... He coordinates with an artist to send them his stuff. And then I, I guarantee someone else does the metadata. So I'm not sure exactly what he's doing. You know, uh, a tweet here, a tweet there saying LFG, blah, blah, blah. I mean, there's not much thought process behind it. So I don't think that's a good example.
1: PBR is a big fan. That's all I got to say.
3: I'm just saying, it. <laughs> like, I get so sick and tired of hearing the word builder. Like, get the fuck out of here. The builder, my ass, you know. <laughs> I, I find it
1: comical. <laughs> this was a question on managing work-life balance, PBR. But glad to have your insight.
3: Yeah, I know, I know, my bad.
2: Yeah, I, I think the word, I think the term "builder" comes in all forms. I mean, speaking from like building stuff on the DeFi side of things versus the NFT side. I think initially, the NFT side can be a little simple, which is building the the collection and launching it. Um, but it all, I, I think it does come with its caveats as well. I mean, once like managing community expectations, um, building out a team. So I, I would say like, you know, from his perspective, it, it, I, the more, the more brands you launch, the more, the more people you need to manage those teams. So, uh, it kind of reminds me of my days working multifamily where I had like 15 different employees. Plus I had to move around to a bunch of different properties and train property managers. and. Uh, service managers in different communities and even though like i wasn't in charge of those communities i still felt some sort of responsibility to that that community because i was out there training them you know um so like if something happened at the community that one of the people i trained was the it was a result of their like shortcomings um that that can be kind of nerve-wracking as well so i can kind of see it but in terms of like the traditional builder for for web3 like building out um a full DeFi stack, etc. Then, yeah, I mean, it, it does it pales in comparison for sure.
1: Yeah, I guess it's not building tech, right? You're not building, you know, you're not writing lines of code here. It's more about building out communities and raising awareness, and yeah, uh, it's it's a different type of uh, building for sure.
3: Yeah, I I think uh, it could, to the real question and a better answer is like. You have to set time, you know, um, you can work as much as you want and whenever you want. If you're, you know, work for yourself, you have 24 hours in a day. So, you know, be pretty strict about it. Be like, look, I got a two hour window here where don't bother me or a three hour window. Don't bother me. And then take a couple hours off. You know, there is no eight to five or nine to five or whatever the hell it is. You know, you just have to be, um, uh, a good time manager, But then also think of the people that are around you and make sure you're giving them time as well.
1: Yeah, that's kind of the tricky part, right? Um, My wife always tells me, you can do anything in your life. You just can't do it at the same time. So, you know, kind of uh, always makes you think that, yeah, you could do this, but uh, you won't be able to do that. It's just you kind of have to prioritize time.
2: I think that's what I love about the space right now the most in this bearish market is there's a little bit more time to pour into people. So like try to find uh, people that you can build up and empower so they can kind of take leadership roles within your community. Um, and I think a lot of people sleep on that right now. Instead of instead they're just trying to take everything on their own shoulders and do everything themselves, but then they get burnt out from a mental perspective. They get burnt out from a you know from a resource perspective in terms of time and and fiat um so you know spending some time building people up um trying to encourage people to to kind of do their own research and, and be leaders in their own right i think that's the key uh when you're when you're talking about this space if we want to progress it forward we have to be uh looking at people who are building other leaders in the space and that was something i learned from corporate america as well our uh the the multi-family community and i keep coming back to this because that's probably like the largest amount of time i spent with one organization but that entire organization was, was built around promoting people based on their ability to build leaders in the space. So like If you were out there helping people and, and you know, empowering people to be leaders as well, then you would get promoted over someone that had more experience or um, someone that came from outside the company with more experience because that's, that's what their focus was. Leaders who build leaders.
1: Yeah, that's funny. I see Randolph. Uh, down here, and uh, I feel like that's what they do at the Polychad's project, right? They kind of uh, try to help founders uh, start up their project on Polygon, I guess become better builders of the NFT communities. If we can use that word, PVR, if that's allowed, if there's any builder in the NFT community by your uh, definition.
3: Look, you get what I'm saying, all right? It's not black and white but some of this shit is just you know come on
4: it's all right Prima. i get you
3: hey, yeah, I anybody appreciate. can
4: can spin up a bunch of elevators get them all running get them all efficient and you mm-hmm. the man for that <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> i love his take though man it's it's uh, unapologetic and i love it
1: yeah he's a true rec gang member very authentic uh we usually <laughs> love these types of Conversations.
3: Well, I'm not. I'm not an asker.
2: Damn it! I can't hear you again, man. What's wrong with this? Yo, he he might be shadow banned. That might be why he's taking all these, uh, these interesting perspectives. And uh Daddy Elon's like, now, nah, uh, we got we gotta we gotta adjust that. But I can we can hear him still. I think it's just you, zerk Yeah. Um. So so um, there may be
1: one point there that maybe he is uh a little bit shadow banned, but then again, um, uh, PBR has absolutely no influence. Uh, <laughs> followers. So I'm not sure Elon cares that much, uh,
2: man, honestly, that you'd be surprised. when you look at the code and start looking through what it is, this damn algorithm tracks, uh, even the littlest person can get, can be, you know, even though they don't have a big following, they can definitely, uh, feel that impact.
1: VBR, stop shitting on everybody. You're getting shadow banned. What are you
3: talking about?
2: I
1: don't know. That's the conclusion we came up to. Oh, two new people joined up. Uh, we got Brandolf and then Pedro. Brandolf, go, go ahead, man. Do you have anything to share?
5: What's up, dads? I uh, just wanted GM, to... You got
1: that dad, too?
5: Yeah, man. I got 10-year-old twins, boy and a girl, and, uh, and We homeschool and i work full time and i'm hustling out here in web3 so wanted to weigh in on the work life balance because it is a rat race out here man i'll tell you what i've just spent the last 15 minutes trying to get the hell away from my kids um because they are home all the time and i'll tell you what when i first started <clears throat> we were still uh traveling full time in an rv together 32 foot uh rv and um close quarters, you know, uh, very close relationship with the children. And so they have a lot of thoughts and opinions about NFTs and I get a lot of hand-drawn pictures that I'm supposed to mint. Um, but yeah, I do all my spaces on a lawn chair on the porch outside, uh, with an extension cord and a charger through the window and lots of coffee. Um, and it's yeah it's uh it's an interesting ride for sure, um you know, especially looking at where this technology will be when they're adults, you know in eight, ten years um it it's It's interesting you know having kids around can give you that kind of perspective in a in a more natural way than trying to sort of force uh, you know a, a mind map of the future from a a perspective that has maybe a little less context than that. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, to speak towards a little bit of what PBR was saying, since that was kind of the topic, I guess, you know, I'm really, I'm really pushing for diplomacy first and, and critiques second out here. Um, You know, I think even if I have, disagreements with someone else's strategy i think it's really important to keep those lines of communication open and i'm kind of having a a little bit of trouble with that as it is um having having not really taken any positions publicly on anybody Um, but there's already a lot of um uh, interpersonal uh dimension out here we'll put it that way and um You know, it's as long as we can keep the conversation going with everyone um, and not get anybody walled off in their own land. I think that's that's going to serve us better than, um, you know, having having quick one liners about what somebody's got got going on on their team. Um, So it's yeah, it's an interesting social landscape to navigate. And this is something else that's informed by my kids daily, right? You know, we're, I got two 10 year olds, they, they play with each other every day, all day. And certainly did for a couple of years during isolation period. And, you know, fights are, they come and go so quickly. Um, so, you know, that's, that's, I think a great perspective that, that us dads can, can lend a little perspective to, you know, just from our direct experience that, you know, not everything needs to be said, right? Like, you know, oh, he he did this or she did that, like, you know, 10 minutes later, it's over. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting perspective, interesting conversation.
1: I like that, Brando. Um A lot to unpack in what you said. On, on the last point, I guess what you're saying is that Web3D are just like kids. And I agree with you. So a great line that you delivered. Um <laughs> because most of the time they are just like children and the temper tantrums and so on. Uh but Merck, I think you 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 wanted to interject and you raised your hand. So I'm gonna let you speak.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember what I was gonna say now because someone called my phone and I gotta go outside. Got some contractors here and you're gonna talk to, but um I'm gonna just drop down as a listener for a little bit.
1: Nice. Yeah, thanks for uh, jumping up. And uh very uh I guess having two 10-year-olds, that that's uh we we had this discussion last time on uh kind of talking to them about crypto and NFTs. I think that's kind of the right age or did you start even earlier than that in terms of uh educating them a little bit about the web3 culture? <sighs> Know if Randolph can speak or the lawn phone. Not Pedro, go ahead, man.
6: Hey dads. GM GM. Um yeah, I think I've talked about before my my son that that's in the space. I I started him he was about eleven. So yeah, I think ten years old is a good is not a bad point to start dipping their toes in. But um, what's really funny is that um, when we're hanging out with, you know, uh, friends, you know, other friends who have similar age kids and we're all hanging out together, you know, the topics of business come up, you know, and we have our own business and environmental consulting and engineering business and other people have their different stuff. And, I was essential to during the pandemic cuz it's all tied to public health and water and the environment and everything. But um what's funny is that people who we know that don't that know nothing about crypto and NFT space other than bitcoin exists and kind of what they hear on the news. My son who is, you know, in the space and trades better than I do Probably ninety percent of the time, um, <laughs> he he loves explaining two things to people that 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 know nothing about this. He explains what a rug pool is, and he explains what a pump and dump is. And hearing <laughs> him explain it to like a grown adult who who is you know you know just working for a living is so fun. It just brings an ear to ear smile. Uh, to my face because I'm grateful my son knows what these are now so that if he does continue in this godforsaken space, um, he's not going to get wrecked as much as his dad has. But, uh, and then, yeah, school school starts uh, tomorrow. Our twins are starting eighth grade uh, tomorrow, and then... Middle son is going to be a sophomore in high school. And then uh, our oldest daughter is starting her second year of college of uh, university. So that's next week for her. So, yeah, it's winding down. You know, summer is is so great for these kids. You know, like I generally get to see my kids more. But even my son, you know, this morning, the guy that's going to be a sophomore, he – he left the house at, like, 5 in the morning, and this kid likes to sleep. And I'm like, holy shit, where is he going? Is he going to, like, meet a girl or get in trouble or or what? And, um, no, it was cool. Like, he was coming back on his e-bike as I was leaving to go out to a site. And I'm like, dude, where were you? He's like, oh, I was watching the, you know, sunrise over the mountains with some friends because it's the end of summer. And I was just like, "Dude, my fucking heart like melted, I was like, man, I remember those you know events and those plans when I was a kid at the end of summer, like you know, hey, you know we all got to go back to school, let's make the best of this. so anyway, I really like that I, I i I thought that was real fucking cool. I
1: think you went to see some girl, Pedro yeah
6: I think so, man um <laughs> He's uh, he's an incredibly handsome and strong boy. I, I think I've told you this, or I don't know if I've told you guys this, but he was a competitive gymnast for 10 years, and then he got too tall for the sport. He basically got too tall for the sport to where he was at greater risk of injury. Anyway, after he stopped doing that, he took up weightlifting and – now he wrestles, and uh, he he can bench press three hundred and thirty-five pounds and squat over five hundred pounds as a as a as a fifteen-year-old turning sixteen. And I've watched him do it at the gym, and it's just mind blowing. I I, I can't believe how strong this kid is.
1: That, that's incredible. You're going to sign up to some football or, or something like that? I don't know. Well, You're he – Because with that
6: yeah. So he's wrestling uh, – his first, his first stab at wrestling was freshman year of high school. He won, he won the, the uh, San, Diego, San Diego County Championship wrestling up a weight class. So he was about 180 at the time. And they needed a volunteer to wrestle up a weight class because there's only one kid per weight class that can be in the final tournament. So he won at like the 215 division. He basically just annihilated everybody, knowing like one or two takedowns. And then word got out at the school that, you know, there's this kid that that's you know very strong and can do this and that. And uh Yeah, he got recruited. um, He got pretty pretty heavily recruited for football, but um, he, 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 you know, his mom and dad gave an opinion regarding that that we're not overly hyped for him to play football because we're worried about injuries and whatnot. Maybe we're just being too protective, but that if he were to want to go in you know, 110% and give it his all, that we would support him. And uh, he made the decision to stick with wrestling. So um, mom and dad are very happy about that, even though football is not a, a good sport. So we're stoked that, that hey, he's on his path. We know
5: you're... Now both. You, you got to watch out for cauliflower ear now, man, With those, those ear protectors. And he's going to have those potato ears. He's going to look like one of those orcs from Lord of the Rings yeah dude
6: that's gnarly have you ever watched YouTube videos of them draining cauliflower ear oh (laughs) it's nuts
1: I only have one requirement for uh, sports if my children want to go into athletics is it has to make money and I know that sounds very bad but uh, there's just more money in football than there is in wrestling that would have been like my kind of decision
6: uh <laughs> no nah, man good so point not Good point. but we're thinking about scholarship potential you know the coach approached him in the in the hallway at school and was just like you know hey um you know about a dozen people said I should talk to you he's like you would make an incredible linebacker blah 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 he actually went out and did a couple practices over the summer they had a they had a no tackle practice or like a no contact practice. And, you know, the coach said all the right things to him. Oh, you're so explosive, you know? Oh, you're so fast, this and that. And, you know, Hey, the coach's job is to get athletic, good kids onto the team and try to develop them. Um, But, you know, at the end of the day, he wasn't, He wasn't all in, and, you know, we told him that if you're not all in on a sport like that, you're not, you know, it's it's probably not going to be worth your time, so stick with wrestling, and who knows, maybe he'll get a wrestling scholarship if he keeps kicking ass.
1: Yeah, you got to be passionate about it. PBR, go ahead, man.
3: Uh, I forget what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, you're talking about sports. They got to make money, so you're not going to let your daughter play any sports? Because, uh, no, no, it has no, to have, you know, really no money there unless they're, I guess, a tennis player.
1: No, or, yeah, that's uh, exactly US. what we signed up for. Tennis <laughs> is one of the best, uh, the most lucrative sports, and and you have to understand PBR. Uh, there, there's another component. That, oh boy, this is recorded, but it's all guys here. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there, there's another thing that you can do if you're in pro sports, You you, you can also sell product, right? And and uh, if you do that, it doesn't really matter what sport you play, as long as. uh, I'll stop there.
6: So yeah, so so, you want her to be objectified? Yes. Uh huh. So my youngest. Oh no! Go ahead, buddy. Go ahead. (laughs) No, so my youngest daughter, the twin or uh, one of the twins, is a very good golfer, and she, if anybody, is probably our meal ticket because she's so good at golf. And I don't know about um, out here in California, I think it's called Title IX, or I don't know if, yeah, yeah, I think Title IX is a state thing. It's title something. Basically, the colleges cannot give away women's golf scholarships to other men's sports just because there's nobody to use them. So there's a severe shortage of women golfers in the collegiate world. And, uh, so that is strategically why we got her into golf, but she happens to love it. So I think she is our potential meal ticket to uh collegiate money, golf, golf and tennis is awesome.
3: I've tried to get my daughters to play golf. They, uh, they refuse. I mean, they just go out and whack. I mean, I've played golf forever and, uh, you know, it's more for just drinking and relaxing for four hours on my own, you know? And so they have that same mindset, I think.
6: <laughs> yeah, my daughter uh, will will play the blue tees with my friends and I. So she plays, you know, she plays the blues and um she beats us all every time. <laughs> it's pretty friggin' funny. And what's amazing about it is, you know. You know she weighs about a hundred pounds, maybe a little more now. And she can get a drive within you know twenty or thirty yards of the longest drive of a grown man. and it's all because she's so flexible. so her her club speed ends up being similar to that of a grown adult because she's so flexible. The club head just flies down and cracks the ball whereas a less flexible adult is you know doing much more work to try to get that speed um of the club so how
7: far
3: how far are you and your friends driving the ball i'm just curious Uh, are you one of
6: the 200 yarders 210 yeah like on a good on a good drive we're we're yeah, 210, 220 on a, on, a, on a good hit. She can. All right. So, yeah, you play, you play like my,
3: my old uncle
6: that I used to play with. <laughs> she, she, she can consistently bust it out 180, 190 easily, just swinging what, in what looks like an effortless manner. It's really wild. So yep. yeah. So
3: props to her. Yeah. Not so much props to you and your. No, press.
6: fuck no, man. I'm a hack. I'm like Spalding from uh, Caddyshack, the the kid that wants the hamburger and the cheeseburger. <laughs> Edwin,
1: welcome to the space, man. I, I, oh, I, I love Edwin, prop, man. Fuck
6: it. yeah, Edwin's great. Yeah.
1: Edwin wanted to chat about the
6: sports, I think.
7: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're talking about Title Nine, and then. I So I, I went to school for sports medicine at Cal State, Northridge. And I went one semester to do my clinicals at Pepperdine University. And they have a lot more women's sports than men. So the men had to catch up because they don't have a football team. So uh, an American football team, they have a soccer team. So the, the men were always like complaining about like trying to get more sports and stuff because usually uh, the football team has like, what, 70, 80? Uh, students and and so when you take that sport away they have to figure out other sports that they could bring in so that was an interesting experience for me just seeing like the opposite of where the title nine came into play because it's usually the women trying to fight to get sports right and the scholarships and all that so uh anyways yeah i just wanted to share that uh it's my first time here you know I'm a long time listener first time caller so thanks for letting me up here I- i'm not i'm not a, a dad but uh, my dad did die a few years ago, and I have three younger sisters, so uh, they, they're, they're older. The youngest one is about to turn 21 in November, and it's been uh, interesting to just be that kind of father figure for them. You know, recently with, with Emily, the, the youngest one, she got her driver's license, and so two or three times a week, I, w- I was going to her house, picking her up and taking her to the park so she could drive. Uh, but yeah, it was a cool experience just to see her grow in that. And, uh, you know, when she actually took the test, she was like, oh, my God, it was 15 minutes. It was so easy. We're always practicing for an hour plus. So anyway, she just thought it was a really easy test, which was good to hear that, you know, whatever, whatever time that we put in, uh, she felt comfortable to do it. And she got her driver's license. But that's just one of the recent stories that I could say.
1: Yeah, sorry for your loss, Edwin. A nice of your sister to, to get her license now she can drive you around. I think that's always uh, <laughs> one of the perks of having kids is making them do shit. I'm sure PBR does that all the time.
4: Um, whatever he has them doing.
3: Yeah, right, man. I try. They don't. I don't really you know, pull any weight around here.
1: I remember that was your your master plan for making it in Web3 was my kids are going to be playing Roblox and all these Polygon gaming NFTs and making money.
3: Yeah. Um, Dude, there there hasn't been any games to come out that make any money. So that hasn't really happened. But, you know, I'm still part of uh, a thing that builds Roblox games. So once they start launching, believe me, their fingers will bleed playing that shit.
1: Yeah, that's a great business plan. It's like me and my daughter in sports, right? Uh,
4: go ahead, Ghost. No, I'm just saying that PBR is way ahead. of it. That's exactly where you want to go. Have them play for you. You have your own mini guild inside your house.
3: Yeah, for sure. I mean, they play it nonstop anyway, so what's the difference? Now you're playing a game that I'm a part of, so I'd much rather buy you whatever that stupid outfit is or the, the, the stupid hair or whatever. You know, they're the same stupid things that we do here, but in their world.
1: Nice. Hey, let, let's pivot to, to Web3. Uh, been talking about kids a while. Kind of talk about them all day already, so <laughs> same with Web3. Um, but wondering, what do you guys think about uh, the state of the NFT market right now? I think we kind of opened that up uh, for a discussion in uh Gang Chat about what's the strategy for portfolio management? Are you de risking NFTs uh, due to the market or are you picking some up? Because uh, pretty big dip. Who wants to go first? I'll, I guess. I'll go. I'll
3: go go go. Ahead, yeah. Uh, I'm not really. Well, the only thing I'm buying lately is rare pep bays. And I know everybody gets tired of me saying shit like that, but. That's the truth. <laughs> like, I'm finding the opportunities of where they're low at the moment and where they sell come bull run uh, for much larger amounts. Um, as far as new mints go, if it's a hype mint, I'll flip the shit out of it for the next day or two after mint, but then after that, sell it and move on.
4: Yeah, not I'm sure not- there are many hype mints. Go ahead, Ghost. I'm not minting anything new that doesn't bring anything new to the table. Um, I'd rather sit back, watch, uh, pay attention, any dips in proven builders, and I'll potentially pick some up, but I'm not minting anything. Really.
1: You know what? I, I, don't, I think you're not the only one. Uh, you're looking at Magic Eden. Everything used to be uh, minting out on Polygon, and I think we have four mints that are ongoing right now, four different projects that are minting at the same time um that i don't think are going to mint out actually uh you know at this point but maybe until they deliver something new uh that that's going to be the push but uh, that being said uh seems a pretty pretty bearish uh for for new mints uh, for sure brandolph i i want i kind of want to ask you since you uh and edwin as well um uh, since you guys are kind of very close to the nft space.
7: Yeah, uh, I'll take it. So, um, from from the One Planet side, I think you guys have noticed that we, for a long time, like launching projects has not been our priority. We were okay with letting Magic Eden and Comet take take the Launchpad projects right and help them out and support them. Our our focus is looking for gaming projects and helping them uh, to the Launchpad because. As you mentioned, the the four projects that are not minting out right now, I I, I think, uh, personally, part of that is, you know, towards what Ghost mentioned. Um, Like, there are some unique components to them, but at the end of the day, like, they're still fairly similar in mechanics to a PFP project. And so the difference there with gaming is that once you mint the asset, you can do something with it afterward right there's still potential for some kind of sustainability um or utility for the nft so that's been our belief for a long time now and so that's why you know if you've been watching what we've been doing we we haven't been minting or using our launchpad much um and, and instead we actually built features that OpenSea has, and we wanted to have as well, right? Like the collection offers, both listing and all that. So we just can match them from that perspective. And then now we're working on a new, unique feature that will add the gaming, kind of like a gaming interface. Where uh, with Derby Stars is going to be the project that we tested on, where we'll be looking at their off-chain data from the game, and then putting that on our marketplace so that when you buy an NFT. Or a horse, right? You know, you know the the on chain metadata, and then you'll know the off chain statistics that people have been training to increase, so they can race better. Um, so, so that's our perspective, and, and I actually really love and appreciate that uh, that pivot that we made.
1: Yeah, that's a great idea, actually, because uh, that gives you kind of uh, a differentiation, right? Like you become uh, the gaming NFT marketplace at that point. Uh, the only one having, maybe the unique metadata that's uh, related to the gaming NFTs. Interesting, uh, but yeah, I agree. It's a lot of PFP projects, so, so kind of makes sense. At the same time, Pedro, what are you doing during the market? You uh...
6: what uh, during the bull market or
1: <laughs> during this market? Oh, we know what you're doing during the bull. <laughs>
6: No, I mean during yeah, during the current farewell, I'll tell you what I'm what I'm loving doing is um is I'm loving the meme coin um section of our server. Um I I absolutely love it there. I, I I I think the alpha there is it's good solid information, but it's just so fun. That's such a good group of people. Um you know, on the rec gang server that, the, you know, like everywhere, not just the meme coin space. Um, yeah. I'm having fun trading certain, certain things um, in that regard. Um, I, I also have my, um, I set up a self-directed IRA that allows me to trade crypto. And my 13 year old has control of that. So he's trading the IRA, and he's asking me, hey, Dad, you know, how about this trade or how about this trade? What do you think? I'm like, Brad, I don't even want to look at it. I'm like, treat this as if it's your money. So that I think is is kind of cool because it's 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 given him the autonomy to do that, and, and, and he seems to be enjoying it. Um, and you know on the nft side i know that it's tough right now and 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 you know on many projects but i commend people for launching a project during this market so there's some stuff out there that i know is not going to sell out that i know is going to struggle a little bit and if i have some funds and i like the art and i like the people Fuck it. I'm going to minute because I, you know, I like supporting people and I like supporting, you know, good teams and projects. So that's kind of my, uh, that's kind of my current status quo. And depending on how long the bear continues, it'll remain the status quo. So I'm, uh, just having fun too. I really, really enjoy the space. So I'm, uh, just trying to stay positive and uh, make good trades.
1: That's a really good mindset, by the way. I think, you know, the bear is mostly about survival, right? And not burning out. Because um, I think at a certain point, it's, it becomes a little bit obvious which projects are good, which ones are going to be pumping, and, you know, when the bull returns. And any decision at that point is going to be correct, right? Like, I remember. During the bull, I just picked any coin, and it just popped, um, like, <laughs> for, you know, anything on, on Binance or anything on uh, one of these bigger exchanges was just uh, doing really, really well. So, but before that, you know, if, you, if you're in the space, that's how, you know, you're there ultra early, right? Like, on some of these things where they're so, so early, and uh, if you burn out, you leave the space, and usually you re-enter during the bowl and that's when you get wrecked so by continuing to have fun you get to stay in the space longer you get to see more things you get to kind of position yourself better uh maybe the dip is not now right but uh as long as you stay in the space eventually it'll come and eventually it'll be it'll turn around in my opinion
4: um, no man that's a really so good point fun good i mean
6: point. You know, the past, uh, uh, when was the big dip where everybody blamed it on Elon's, you know, company selling, you know, 300 million in Bitcoin or whatever it was? Um, A buddy of mine uh, alluded to the fact that 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 was not the true reason he he had some information that, that, you know, he had obtained by you know chatting with people in the space and that have been in it as long as he has which is you know 2013 2014 that you know there were some black rock shenanigans going on he kind of explained it to me but it just went over my head i mean he's so deep in this stuff and um you know he believes that there were other forces at play other than just you know Elon Musk selling 300 million and... Uh, Bitcoin, or you know, allegedly, you know, SpaceX dumping their Bitcoin. But uh, you do make a good point. During these runs and during these harder times, you're getting set up on new, new stuff, new chains like the base chain. You know, you know, having that established, knowing how to bridge your stuff over, being ready for when an opportunity arises, is, is going to hopefully put us ahead of the curve so that when times get really good um you know and i say that facetiously i still think times are good because i'm having a lot of fun but when times when the low-hanging fruit really rears its head um if that happens again you know being ready is uh gonna be awesome because we're not going to be having to figure stuff out we're just going to be able to ape right in.
1: Yeah. And you know what? I actually have a good example for this is uh, the Polygon NFT ecosystem. I'm sure everybody here made money. Well, I mean, not everybody, but those that were in Wreck Gang and had the trippy wolves, right? Uh, you probably minted, you know, Alpha and Rec Dogs and anything you minted there uh, at the beginning. Oh, PBR is like, no, well, that that's just because you, you're, you're such a hater, PBR. That, that's on you. Um, but, you know, it was so easy. You minted anything on Polygon, and you probably made money there. Um, and, and that's because we were there before the use, right? Like, we were positioned there very, very well. So I feel like I made some good, you know, you know we had the, what are they called, the ring runners and all those other mints from the normies. All, all those mints did super well. And it was very easy to get whitelist and... Uh, very easy to mint them as well at a certain point. So I don't know. I think uh eventually you kind of if you're positioned well, it's easy, you, like you have that low-hanging fruit, like you were saying, Pedro. PBR, I think you don't only... make any money on Polygon NFTs, come on.
3: Yeah, I think the only Polygon NFT I minted was the the cat looking one that looks like Hellcat's but slightly different. I don't even know what it's called. Nine? Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's super recent though.
3: Well, that's the only one I've ever minted. Besides, besides Trippy Wolves, I don't think I've minted anything. I, uh, you know, brought the, the crap over from Terra, um, but I've no, I haven't minted anything on there. I don't, you know, I don't do anything on Polygon.
1: Yeah, well, you have to, Pedro. That's also a good point. You have to stay open-minded, and uh, be willing to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Give people a chance,
6: yeah, I mean my my issue was um, I was fortunate to get on you know whitelists on polygon stuff, but um I had a problem training my brain to flip an nft. Um, much easier for me to flip a token or a coin. Um, and trade it because that's what I was kind of more used to before I got into crypto was you know stock trading or currencies or whatever Um, the nfts like I visually had this nft and I was like oh wow I really like this you know it's really cool looking I wasn't even thinking like well shit I could flip this one because I got it for so cheap and then I can just pick one up on secondary that might not look as nice, but I'm still in the project. And, and I just never embraced that, but I don't have any regrets because now I know better. And, you know, I have sold some NFTs, which is good, but, uh, you know, then there's others that I will never sell, you know, and I'll, I'll I'll just hold on to them in perpetuity. Yeah. I forgot. I got chickens too.
3: (laughs) Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. yeah,
1: that was free man
3: <laughs> yeah. but i mean like nfts are secondary to me uh i'm chained first and then if i like to chain and then if there's some nft stuff going on you know i'll dabble into it but i'm not you know i'm not out hunting nfts
6: and hey for the record i mean you know i i you know generally try to do keep a positive attitude but i did grow up in the northeast and I can relate to PBR that there is a lot of fucking trash out there that does need to be weeded out. And, you know, I do concur that, uh, diplomacy is, is good. It's important, you know, being a team player, we're all team players in the space, but at the end of the day, I, 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 I just have to concur that there is some trash that does need to be fucking purged forever. from this space at the end
3: of (laughs) at the end of the day we're trying to change you know the financial world um we're not just here to you know mint pictures and do whatever with them i mean you have to keep the big picture in mind uh yeah it's fun to make money flipping them and whatever for a little bit but remember what we're all here for um it's not just all quick bucks Uh, i'm sure some people are here for that but
6: i don't know i don't get it no man i mean it's a good point and and i'm not trying to stereotype us that might have the northeast roots it's just you know it's fairly well known that in the states that you know those of us that are from that area are not afraid to just come out and say shit (laughs) so yeah well the the north the people
3: in the northeast we work hard um and that doesn't always happen everywhere in the rest of the country no offense ghost
1: Okay, uh, but yeah, I agree with you, PBR. I think that's an excellent point you raise. Um, people, you know, are here for a reason. I, I think for us, I guess I'll speak for the both of us, or maybe a few members of the red gang. For us, it's it's more about changing the system and what NFTs, and crypto represents as a technology, kind of the freedom that brings to folk around the world which is super incredible and very, very powerful. And others are here to make money, which is fine too. Right. Um, But that being said, I feel like there's way more longevity for people that are here for the, in my opinion, the right reasons. Right. So uh, I I agree, man. Uh, Flipping JPEGs is all fun and games, but uh, let's not lose sight of uh, what's truly important.
3: Yeah, I agree. You know, and the NFTs are supposed to be for artists to get their art out there. Um, and, you know, imagine people in some of the parts of the world where there's not much money made to be made or anything like that, but they can create their own art and put it out there and have people buy it, even if it's for $10, $20. In some places, $10, $20 goes a pretty far away. Um, so you have to look at it like that as well. And you can tell- I told you
1: this, man. The strongest use case for NFTs, I think, I was arguing with Jesse, is, is just art. That, that's it, man. It's just like the JPEG, like that. That that is the most fundamental use case for NFTs. People are trying to do more out of it, and kudos to them for experimenting. I think it's correct uh, to try new shit. But really, the biggest use case for crypto is transferring money or transferring, you know, value, and same for these nfts what what they have is unique code just like art and you can attach a jpeg to them and that's pretty much the biggest and strongest value proposition and you can't really prove me wrong because it's what's happening right now okay pedro go ahead man
6: uh super good point on the art there's a space that i that i like to frequent they do it every day um in the evening, NFT degens, not shilling, but you know, there's folks on here that are on there. Just, you know, like good people, good fun. Shan's on there, a bunch of other people. Merck. Merck's on there often. Um, this guy came in from Iran. Um and it is it is not a shill uh scene whatsoever. If you hang out and you contribute and then you know if you have something you want to bring up, it kind of folds into the conversation. Anyway, this guy is like a pencil artist. He does art with pencils and he started talking and somebody like pulled up his Twitter and just started looking at his art. And he had these live action videos of him drawing his art with his pencils. And I swear the shit was like coming alive in front of us as we're watching this. And the guy that hosts it general, um, He just goes, holy shit, man, you, you know, you're an incredible artist, blah, blah, blah. And then he, he started talking about his project. Anyway, he uses like Tezos. Um, and he goes, yeah, man, like I use Tezos. I have my art up here. I have like six different pieces. So I go on there and there's this badass skull, man, just this, this killer skull. He did an addition of 10 of them. It's all the same art. But, you know, he drew this skull with his, you know, pencils. He put up an edition of 10. And there was like, you know, two left. And I'm like, okay, how much does this cost? Dude, it was three bucks in ETH. And I scooped that up, you know, posted on Twitter. This guy was so friggin' grateful, man. And, you know, I don't know what the economic scene is like in Iran or how the currency works or anything like that. but you know that felt really good like you know supporting this guy's art and buying an nft for three bucks and who knows maybe that three bucks goes a long way for him i don't know but um you know i really really was happy to do that
1: yeah man that's beautiful uh i love it wolfman go ahead
8: <laughs> hey what's up guys yeah you know on that I, I agree with you 100 percent, like I think that was, you know, as I built my project, right? And like the ideas behind what I wanted. And then as you've seen too, the space kind of just become this like wave of the community just saying, this is what we want to see from every single project, right? Staking, raffles, this, this, right? And, you know, that's kind of what we're trying to do with the ONFT platform is like literally make it to where people can just do art, right? But have the tools that everyone else has to still be able to engage their community, reward their community, have these extra benefits, have a lot of fun, be seen by other projects because you're on a hub. So you're not some staking island. You can run collabs with your tokens, all this kind of stuff. You can do so much more that way. And it allows creators that freedom to like not be strapped down by the stress of like trying to find a dev to build a staking platform. Like that's just crazy, you know? And then we're we're like, we're taking away from our ecosystem. And, you know, I mean, that can cost anywhere from three to $6,000. And then you add on everything else that it goes into it just becomes a drain on the economy of of for nft projects to be able to be elevated to that next level and i think it's an interesting like proposition when you think about like a hub like what we're trying to do like a multi-chain hub where instead of a dev going you know door to door selling the same thing to every single project rebuilding it for every single one imagine now they go and they knock on like a door of a platform like think of shopify and now they're building a an integration For a whole new idea that they've had and being able to market that to 500, 1,000 or more projects in one go and then charge, you know, five, 10, 15, $30 a month to utilize that or hold their NFT and utilize that new tool. It unlocks a whole lot more potential for creators to launch for uh, and have every bit of like the tools that you want to see and like take that Web3 NFT narrative to like a different level, kind of like when you saw us go from like HTML websites to you know, and like PayPal buttons on your website to then having things like Shopify and Wix and others where anyone can come in and build this magnificent website and have this amazing, you know, presentation of their company or their products or whatever it is they're trying to do. Same idea of like, that's kind of what we're trying to do here is allow that that same ability, but also have that rich community experience. And have a hub like where you can come see your Discord feed. You can see the announcements in one place. You can see the Twitter feed in, in from the same dashboard. And then you can go and stake and buy more NFTs all from yeah. the
1: same hub. Yeah, there's really a lot you can do on the uh, Alpha platform or the ONFT platform. Sorry. <laughs> the the Owly platform. I, I get confused with the name sometimes. Uh, I'll be honest. <laughs> but I uh, agree. It simplifies, you know, more tools is great for the community. So thanks for, for building that out. Appreciate it, Wolfman. Um, let's, uh, I guess I, I had one more topic that I wanted to chat about. I wanted to chat about NFTs, but I think we did that. I wanted to chat about Friend.Tech. Who, who's on it? Who's who's shorting on Hyperliquid? Who's longing? I think that the stock is going up, man, for real. Um, but uh, interesting, very interesting platform. I'm just farming the airdrop. I'm just hoping I get a good airdrop. That, that's all I want. That, that's all my plan here. I don't know who, who's on it.
3: Do you really think they're going to have any airdrops on base?
1: I think friend.tech is going to have an airdrop. Like, uh, they, they, you know, it doesn't matter if it's on base or not. It's a permissionless blockchain at this point, right? Like as permissionless as an optimism stack can be. Uh, so in that sense, if they're separate, they can definitely have some sort of airdrop. I mean, they're giving away these points. If they're not doing anything with those points, I'd be really pissed.
3: The I don't know. I haven't even looked at it. I see people talk about it, but I don't, I don't care.
1: The, the platform sucks, by the way. Like, I, I just realized, like, it's really bad, uh, in terms of, like, capabilities. So... I would not recommend you go there uh, and actually expect anything out of it. Just create an account, hopefully farm some tokens. What
8: even is it? Uh, I, I honestly, I have no clue what it even is. Well, I know, like I, I saw, buying. Sh- I saw uh, one your- guy. He was like, "Oh, I don't even want to be on there anymore." But apparently, once you activate your token, it's there forever. So if you do commit to having your own token, like you can't take it down.
1: Well, I guess I'll get paid royalties for the end of my life. No, but it <laughs> it's just a basic DM platform, like a Twitter DM platform, right? That, that's all you can do on it right now. And the way you can direct message people is by buying their share. And shares can go up in price if more people buy them. So... That's the whole speculation right there. It's people gambling on these, you know, shares. I think they rebranded them to Keys.
3: That's it. That's the whole app. It's like subscribing on Twitter or whatever, or whatever this is, X.
1: Yeah, but then you can sell it, right? Like, if you subscribe on Twitter, that's a in cost. You, you can't sell that subscription. But here you can sell it at a premium, So there is that financial gain from buying and low and selling high. And for the person that you buy it from, they get royalties from any transaction, uh, that for your share, right?
8: Is it, is there a set supply then per, per person or how does that work? I haven't dug into that part of it.
1: Yeah. There's sort of like a algorithm that calculates how much a share is worth, but really it's kind of, I think it's bad because, um, Ryan Lyon had joined, I think, you know, friend.tech, and he has a lot of followers, right? So his share automatically like are pretty expensive. So even with like five or six people buying your share, it's already at like 30 bucks. So it gets real pricey real quick. And the super popular kids, you know, they're they're like selling for two E. Uh, Pedro, go ahead, man.
6: I just went on there and I can get a share of Zerk at point zero 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 six two five ETH.
1: Yeah, I dude, would, yours I would is actually pretty good. Um, yeah, no, it's not worth
6: it. Oh man, you think I should short short you?
1: Yeah, what? if you could short um, me, that would be good.
6: <laughs> what a Ponzi! Oh, what dude, a it's Ponzi a total guy. fucking Ponzi. That's stupid. So so (laughs) I only went on for the airdrop. So I went on and immediately this weird frog bot purchased two two keys of mine. Like, oh fuck, cool. So like, dude, it was like fifty one cents. I'm like, oh, this is cool. And then like two hours later, he he sold it for the same (laughs) the same price. But uh, he didn't sell it for less. So I'm good with that but
1: yeah and you got you got you got a bit of royalty off of that right and i did get a a little
6: royalty on top of that so you know look i'm not expecting much from this but i heard the alpha on the discord and i'm like hey you know what let's check this out and if you're comfortable putting in your cell phone number or whatever else you're going to use whether it be a regular phone or burner phone and uh seeing how this evolves screw it like i've said like i've done so much KYC. I've done so much KYC in my life, I I, I just don't give a shit anymore. So I'll sign up for anything. Fuck it. This is what I'm talking about. People wasting
3: wasting time, effort, money on bullshit. And that is bullshit. (laughs)
6: Like, come on, man. Waste. I mean, it's bullshit, but it's free. It didn't cost me anything. So, you know.
3: Yeah, but the time.
6: Dude. It's costing you. It literally took me five minutes to do it why did
3: they make it it doesn't if it makes them no money no they get
1: royalties off the trading too they make a lot of money man
6: okay yeah that's what i'm saying it's still stupid i would concur it's stupid of me to do it but you know what i've made plenty of stupid decisions in my life and this isn't going to be the last one but
3: yeah i'm not just talking about you i'm talking about this space general like how we waste time on the dumbest things like you know Another NFT collection from the same collect, you know, same uh, collection that has done it three times prior. Like, why? You just again, if you keep participating in that shit, it continues to happen. And it's just more and more nonsense and wasted effort.
1: I love it, PBR, bringing in the truth. Um, but yeah, that that I think that's it on friend want to talk about it anymore
3: (laughs) i see that we are all aligned sorry to bust your bubble
1: hey i'm okay man i'm just there i'm hoping for a big airdrop if i don't get an airdrop i'll be very disappointed though and i'll come back and i'll be ranting here until then i'm hopeful and we'll be chatting uh on these chats because i think that helps all right. Anybody have uh anything uh, else to share on the market or any strats or anything they're looking into? If not, I'll close down space. Wolfman, what are you buying now?
8: Man, I've just been buying um mainly just like as I've dove more into Polygon, gotten to know more of the the people in it, like more just the, the people I think that are still gonna be here. You know, the project founders who are still gonna be here when the bull returns. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to say any other kind of outcome, but that is something i'm pretty sure on so you know like batac collection uh Detorians from um you know big nil and some of them man. i think they're they're good guys man and i think it's um i think they're still gonna be around and i still think there there's gonna be good pumps and and it all goes into the vault anyway i don't own any FTS, so what are they
3: what are they gonna be around doing uh you know fresh new mints when the pool comes like come on hyping
8: baby <laughs> hyping it's just stupid. It's stupid. What? What? <laughs> What's the point of your PFP? What do you, what do you even mean, brother?
3: Uh, well, I bought this a long time ago when we were all rich on Luna. So therefore, I keep it. And it's now my identity. Uh, it doesn't mean I'm buying more. Maybe I
8: like throwing yeah. away money, too. Yeah, but this
3: isn't throwing away money. I've already owned it. It wasn't even my money. It was somebody else's money. Well, maybe I'm throwing other people's money away, too. I'm just saying. Again, we're entertaining nonsense.
1: Yeah, um, I agree with both of y'all. I guess I'm being uh, very uh, diplomatic here. Who do
3: you agree with more? Who do you agree with more?
1: I think I agree with PBR a little more because yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, that we we always agree. You know, Wolfman, we'll, don't don't take it. Uh, yeah. It's okay, man. I, I still like you, this. <laughs> uh, but, uh, go ahead, Pedro.
6: Oh, no, I'm sorry. I, I was trying to go on the soundboard, I accidentally turned my, my mic on.
4: Oh, I got
1: one reminder. You reminded me of this, uh, vote for the nouns prop for wreck gang on base chain.
6: Yeah, I voted uh, 10 I, times, dude.
1: Yeah, you don't say that on spaces. You were very, it's you and your family voted, uh, you know, all these well, things. myself,
6: my wife, my four kids. There's six, and then I had my father-in-law, mother-in-law voted, and uh, two of my neighbors. Oh, nice. Yeah.
1: Oh man, I feel like this uh, somebody's uh, somebody's botting it right now. They're gonna kick us out of tenth uh, place. I feel like
3: uh,
6: dude, that thing is such such a fucked up system, man. Anybody can. I mean, they really should have some sort of controls.
3: Pedro, yeah, they'll, they'll be around, they'll be around when the bull comes. You know what I mean? Like you got to support them.
6: Oh man, now you're being facetious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, On that, no. I'm not saying Thanks. support Thanks. everybody. Thanks. There's some douchebags that got to go. We got to get them out. But there's some good
8: eggs out there. Hey, hey, what's the um, what's the four one one? Is there some some bulls coming over to uh, to Stargaze soon? Uh, and are they gonna I don't like know, man. I really
1: don't know. Community seems super split on uh, Stargaze or or, or just bridging just an EVM chain. Like, a, what's the
8: what's like the bone to pick or... with leaving Juno for Stargaze? What? What's the what's the bone to pick from from leaving Juno to go to Stargaze? What what a you said? People are on like both sides of that. Some people support, some people don't. Juno is going to no, no.
1: Everybody supports leaving Juno.
8: <laughs> That's Absolutely not the everybody. so. Some people want to go EVM. Some people want to go Stargaze. But don't they know if they go right. Stargaze, they'll go EVM automatically anyway in, in a few months, like pretty damn soon.
1: Yeah, but you know, you don't want to be migrating like uh, more than you know. You don't want to be doing the youth thing here with the uh, double migration. Kind of want to establish a new home and and make that the home. So uh but yeah that's an interesting prop like even evm as well as soon as R gets implemented on stargaze it's also an option yeah i mean Um,
8: it's it's not it's like to me it's a no-brainer just choose stargaze it's really it is the future hub no matter how much people want to try to fade it right now like they're building the tech they're building the infrastructure and they dude pbr really what's your bone to pick tell me tell me one bad thing about stargaze besides the token price um well
3: it's for one and this is like a major one it's in the cosmos ecosystem uh i think that is is pretty much it that's telling enough that's true these days
8: it's not looking bright but but you know what it it really in the end just like any other of these new chains like they're not even bringing up cosmos right they're just stargaze is stargaze it doesn't matter that it's right I mean, how does that i don't know i don't think that matters i think I think the tech, I think what they're building, I think these, these outposts, just like you know, what DowDow's trying to do. I think Stargaze also is going to have these outposts. I think some of the other things that they're building, the tech, and like their, the ideas of some of the things that they have behind staking and their, their uh, pseudo-swap-type pools and some of the other things that they're – I mean, Shane's bigger vision of here – he actually just tweeted out this morning that his original vision was something similar to Frentech. Obviously not the same, but that's interesting to think about.
3: Aren't you, aren't you doing something on Polygon? Aren't you moving a Polygon or something,
8: right? Well, we were multi chain from the start. I mean, Allies was always gonna mint on multiple chains from when we announced the the whole thing. Um, and then the the Watchers, the ONFT, was minted on two different chains. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's the ONFT platforms, the multi-chain hub. One of the things that I found was harder when onboarding people though from an EVM side is what getting them to come over and get a Cosmos wallet. So having, a project on Polygon is a no-brainer for onboarding, for sure. But also, like Cosmos is being added to MetaMask, so that's going to change the things, I think. And USDC is coming native, right? What's up with that?
3: I don't know. Are people fans of USDC? I don't. I honestly don't. I think know. it's just the
8: idea of liquidity coming. The actual, you know, that side of it. But yeah.
3: But what? Why? Why is it coming here? Why is it coming to the Cosmos? Like for what? IBC. Uh, to, what does that do Does that get me back out? i'm unsure i don't know either these days man
1: <laughs> i like this good discussion um yeah we'll see man we'll see well uh, i think we're gonna decide uh soonish i i checked actually um the contract for uh bridging from juno to polygon is is live from from uh mintow so they can do uh, e v m but uh we're still, you know, doesn't mean we're going to do it, but they're just kind of testing it out. I, I saw it on mainnet being done, so that's
4: pretty Dude, cool. Dude, I want to um, see some
8: owls and some wrecking hanging out together on Stargaze. I mean, we're going to hang out on Polygon, obviously, with the Wahoos, but I want to see us hanging out on Stargaze with the Bulls.
1: We got some chickens. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Most of the time. <clears throat>
8: but I feel like they're just most kind of, of the <laughs> everywhere dropping shit on everything you know what I mean they're kind of just everywhere
1: they're chickens they're just everywhere Dude, they all, that by was the way, vision man. for just the chickens another, by the way so. just like they are an fire. invasion of they chickens
8: did a great job on those man like there's so much fun behind that and so much potential to grow that IP so are they really hanging
3: out on Stargaze if like they never really load I'm just curious
1: if they never really what
3: Load like the JPEG. That, that JPEG.
1: JPEG's load. JPEG's With the other load. other JPEG.
3: Does that? Does it count as them hanging out just because it says that they're there? I mean, you can't see them, but does
8: that count? When? When was this load issue? What? What do you mean? What do you mean? There's no load.
1: Yeah, issues. man, it works. He, he's just, you know, talking shit now. All right, I'll close this face. I gotta go, gang. Thanks for uh, attending, Rec dads of Web3. will be here next week. Same time. <laughs> the dads have just discovered the soundboards. Wow.
6: Hey, man, thanks for having this. This was fun as always. It, it's uh, uh, as silly as it may sound. It's a highlight of my week. I really like it.
1: All right.
0: Thanks, gang. Bye Later. Bye. Got them acting all bankless Yo, fam, what? Check these token out, They probing this bear flexing broken knives. Oh, I had to lay my soul down. I'm just roasting knives. And then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic. Never known the politic. I was born to frolic. It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot. We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top. We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom over the impossible loss. It's all moss. And I'm liking the odds. Bond in the morning, forming mycological bonds. Click the cap, don't Hostage, like the shit is for keeps clowns white knight, and all these maple They call it implausible when model after model keeps on ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats, tearing apart your community. All these low hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity. Gotta planet it in reach. Coming standard to each. I'm on the back ten, stargazing after the siege. Commanding all the management to grab a few seats and then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east. Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats. Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the. Street.